There's power in the name of There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Entefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Entefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Wonderful Sunday morning. Thank God for bringing you to his presence. And thank you for the opportunity to hear his word and to experience his presence. Lift up your hands and pray everybody. We thank you Lord. We give you praise for another opportunity to come to your presence. We are grateful, Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallowed be thy name. Be glorified. Be exalted. Be lifted up. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For your presence and your guidance this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you are happy to be in church? Are you happy to be in church early Sunday morning? How many of you struggle to come to church in the morning? Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? Don't struggle to come to church in the morning. Amen. The presence of the Lord is what you need in your life. Can I have an amen? And David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When I was coming to church and I was driving by the the road by the sea, I saw a lot of people, hundreds of them, who are exercising and jogging. Hallelujah. Now, it is not difficult for them because they like to do it. Probably they benefit from it. Hallelujah. If you really understand that coming to the presence of the law is the greatest invitation you could ever honor it will never be difficult for you to come to his presence early in the morning 
Can I have an amen? Alright. So make up your mind. Understand. Understand that coming to the Lord, coming to the presence of the Lord is a great blessing for your life. Can I have an amen? Now today, I'm continuing um, talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, I love the Holy Spirit. Say, I love the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the most amazing person in your life as a child of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a divine person in your life and my life. The Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. When we talk about the Godhead, we are talking about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, the God that we serve, is one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, he is one. Hallelujah. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is one God. Hallelujah. But three different, three distinct personalities. Hallelujah. God the Father is sitting on his throne. God the Son came to the face of the earth and after he has finished his work, he ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of God the Father. And before God the Son left the earth, he promised that he would pray to the Father to send somebody like himself. Hallelujah. He said, another comforter, a helper of the same kind. And he described him in John 14, 17, as the spirit of truth who will come and abide with us forever. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, alright, is the spirit of God who has been sent to the face of the earth to be with the church. And when I talk about the church, I'm talking about Christians. The church is the body of Christ. Christian, the church is not the building. The church is the Christians. Christians are followers of Christ. Believers in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, many in the church do not know about this Holy Spirit and why He is in their lives. And that is why we are taking our time to talk about him. And I, I promise you, we are not going to finish now. Because we have a lot to learn about him. To know him. Amen. And uh, uh, in the previous series, 
in the previous um, uh, sermons, I've explained to you who he is. And from last week, we began to speak about things that, eight things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Can I see by your hand how many of you were in church last week Sunday? Give me a wave like this. Most of you were in church last week Sunday. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, you remember that we spoke about some things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lift up your hands and just talk to me and say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Yes. Now, the first thing that we learned was that it is only believers who can receive the Holy Spirit. It is only believers. All believers cannot have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 14, 17, that the world cannot receive him because the world does not know him. Hallelujah. So if you hear a Jew man speaking in tongues, you know, that that Jew man is under the influence of a demon. How many of you understand that? Number two, the second thing that you must know about the Holy Spirit is that all those who do not have the Spirit of God are none of His. If you don't have the Spirit of Jesus, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you do not belong to God. Amen. This is, this is why, eh, this is why, Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, the Bible said that if any man had not the Spirit of God, he's none of his. Romans 8 9. This is why it is important for you and I to witness to people about Jesus Christ. Because you see, the, the, the fact that a person is a human being does not, be, does not mean that that person is a child of God. Jesus told the Codemos, you must be born again. So every human being on the face of the earth must receive Jesus Christ personally as Lord and Savior. Then that person is filled with the Spirit of God. Alright? And the presence of the Spirit of God in the person's life is then the indication that the person belongs to God. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? That is also why, you know, Holy Spirit baptism is important so that we will continue to be filled with the Spirit of God. Number three. Number three. It is those who are led, directed, guided by God's Spirit who are His sons and daughters. It is those who are led, directed, guided by God's Spirit who are His sons and daughters. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this. 
This is very important. This point is very, very important. Even though you may be filled with the Spirit of God, God may not regard you as His child. Why? Because you do not allow Him to direct you. Somebody who doesn't listen to your voice, somebody who doesn't listen to your counsel, somebody who doesn't take instruction from you, alright, it's not really somebody who is your child. How many of you understand that? Alright, so even among those of us who are Christians, who call ourselves children of God, alright, it is those who allow God to guide them, to direct them by His Spirit, who God regard as His sons. Wow. As many as are led, as many, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'll prove it to you. Alright? Now look at it. How about look at this group? Look at here. All these people say that they are the children of God. All these people. Alright? But stand up. These people, stand up here. You people stand up. You people stand up. Now, when God gives the instruction that stand up, it is this one, two, three rows that stand up. As for this one, they don't stand up. That's what it. When God says go, these ones they go. These ones they don't go. Whatever God says by His Spirit, these ones do. These ones don't do. So, in the eyes of God, these are my children. These are my children. These ones. They are on their own. How many of you understand that? Very important. God bless you. So, it's very important. And, and in natural life, in natural life, even as parents, you see it, you experience it, that some of your children, they listen to your voice. They seek counsel. They ask you what they must, they must do. Which school they should go to. You know, who, what, what do you think uh, should be the qualities that they should be looking for when they want to get married to a lady or a man. Do you understand it? Eh? So, so that relationship makes the parent in their heart to truly regard that these are my children. And then you have children who don't obey, who are just on their own, who take their own decision, who you tell them things, they won't do it. They are always bringing trouble. They are always falling in trouble. I get what I'm saying. In the heart of that parent, that's not really my child. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful. Where you stand before God. Can I have an amen? I get what I'm saying. You have to be careful. Yeah. That was the difference between King Saul and, and King David. King Saul was doing his own things. He was either not obeying the instructions or obeying the instructions partially. And God was angry with him and said, look, I'm taking the, the kingdom from you. Alright? Then God said, but as for David, he will do all that I tell him. Can I have an amen? How many of you understand that? So it is not enough to have the Spirit of God in you. The Spirit of God is there. Alright? Jesus said, that he will guide you into all truth. John chapter 16 and verse 13. Hallelujah. 
Jesus said he will teach you all things. John 14, 26. So the Holy Spirit is here to guide us, to instruct us, to lead us. So those of us who would allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we are the people that God looks at us. This is my son. This is my daughter. Hallelujah. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Wow. Number four. We learn that it is by means of the Holy Spirit that men become adopted as sons of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Galatians 4, 5 to 6. Because you are sons, he has sent his spirit into your hearts. Whereby you are adopted as sons. And whereby we, we cry, Abba Father. Hallelujah. Amen. We were in the world. We were called sinners. We were called unbelievers. But when we, we repented, when we turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we heard the gospel preached, and we saw our sins, and we realized how sinful we were, and realized that we were on our way to hell, and we realized that we were far away from God, and we turned to God, alright, the Spirit of God came into us and gave birth to our spirit. We became born again. Hallelujah. Alright. And then now, God has adopted us, extracted us from the well unto himself and we have become sons and daughters. Can I have an amen? Eh? You don't become a child of God by just going to church. Attending a church. Attending a church even on regular basis it's not what gets you to become adopted as a child of God. Can I have an amen? Eh? Yes. Reading your Bible every day is not what gets you adopted as a son of God. Giving money to the church. First things first. First things first. You must repent. And the Spirit of God must come into your heart. And it is by the Spirit of God that you get adopted. How many of you understand that? Hallelujah. Amen. Number five. No, I think I gave you, yeah, number five. By the Holy Spirit, we have been sealed as a confirmation that we are owned by God as his own people. Hallelujah. By the Holy Spirit, we have been sealed as a confirmation that we are owned by God as his own people. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 And grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives is a seal. It's a seal. It's a confirmation that we are owned by 
First, Second Corinthians 1.22 says that the Spirit has been given to us as an earnest, as a deposit. As a deposit of what is to come. So, how many of you are realizing that the Holy Spirit is a special person in, in your life? Can I see by hand? Yes. And so you must know about Him. You must love Him. You must study about Him. You must relate with Him. You must fellowship with Him. You must seek to know Him. I will come to all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, today, let me give you a few more things that we must know about the Holy Spirit. So that is what, number what? Number six. It is by the witnessing of the Holy Spirit uh, with our spirit that we have a knowing that we are the children of God. It is by the witnessing of the Holy Spirit with our spirit that we have a knowing that we are the children of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The spirit itself Bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. The spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now watch me. How many of you believe that you are a child of God? Lift up your hand. You believe it. Can I see your hand? No, let your hand go up. Let your hand stay there. You believe it? That you are a child of God. Wow. Very good. Now, how many of you know? You know that you are a child of God. Lift up your hand. You know. You know. Are you a child of God? You know. Eh? Now, that knowing, listen, that knowing comes from different sources. Number one, it comes from the word of God. That says that anyone that believes on Jesus, the Son, has everlasting life. Yes. Do you understand it? So you know it by the word of God. But watch this. Watch this. How many of you there have been times in your life maybe you have fallen to some temptations. You've done some things that you shouldn't do as a child of God. Oh, I mean, some things have happened in your life. Eh? That, based 
based on those things, you didn't think that you should even be called a child of God. Lift up your hand. And, and yet, and yet, you know that you are a child of God. Can I see your hand? Uh-huh. You see, that knowing, that, that unmistakable conviction, that unmistakable conviction, undeniable conviction, eh, that you are a child of God, it comes about not only through even the knowledge of the word, but it comes about by the continuous and the continuing speaking of the spirit of God to your spirit that we are a child of God. The Holy Spirit is always telling your spirit. You see, you have a spirit. Man is a spirit. You are not a body. You are not a soul. You are a spirit. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Huh? Let me give you a few verses. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Hallelujah. Listen. When God was creating man, he took dust and he formed man. He formed him. He formed the head. He formed the nose, the ears, the lips, the neck, the arms, eh, the trunk, the legs, everything. Eh? From the dust. You too, you can do that. Everybody here, you can form man that way. How many of you can form man that way? If you go to the beach, can't you use sand or this thing to form a man? Huh? But would that man talk? Would that man speak? Would that man walk? Would that man smile at you? No. Because for, for your dust to do that, it needs something else. It needs the spirit. So after God has done that, then God put into man a spirit. And it's the spirit eh, that makes you the real you. Hallelujah. The Bible calls it the inward man. The spirit within. The man within. The inner man. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Are you getting that? Alright. Now, this spirit that I'm talking about before You knew Christ. It did not have the life of God. So it was dead. So it was dead. Hallelujah. How many of you can understand what I'm talking about? So it was dead. Before you knew Christ. Okay. That is why Jesus told Nicodemus must be born again. Born again in the sense that, and he told him that for that which is born of the spirit, the spirit, 
and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Born again means that when you now receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repent from your sins, and now you want to live your life to please God and to serve God, His Spirit now enters you. The Holy Spirit now enters you. Alright? And gives birth to your dead spirit. Regenerate it. Jesus said in John 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, brings life. So, the Holy Spirit enters your dead spirit within you and brings it to life. It brings, it gives, it, 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 it gives your spirit the life of God. And then you become a new person. You understand? And the Holy Spirit continuously whispers to your spirit inside, you are a child of God. 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 That that is why. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you have experienced this before? That there were times that you wanted to do something. Eh? That you knew was against the word of God and the will of God. But you really wanted to do it for whatever reason. And then there was this inside voice. That's not it. Which was telling you, children of God don't do this. If we're a Christian, you can't do this. How many of you have heard that before? Uh-huh. That is the Holy Spirit. Witnessing to your spirit. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? Eh? So, so, that is why we are saying we are saying that it is by the witnessing of the Holy Spirit with your spirit that we have a knowing that we are the children of God. Yes. A true Christian, listen, a true Christian doesn't need anything to convince him that he's a child of God. A true Christian. That is why when you read um, church history, you realize that there were different times that Christians were persecuted. They were asked to recant Christ, give up on Christ, say publicly, we don't believe in, in him. The early church fathers, Father Polycarp, people like that, eh, they were tied to wooden stakes. They were threatened that they would burn them. They were threatened that they would release hungry beasts, lions on them to chew them alive. If they didn't say that they don't believe in Jesus. And they would stand there and say, we cannot say that we don't believe in Jesus. We cannot. Because he's real. He's real. I love him. He's my Lord. He has changed my life. I'm a child of God. I believe it. It's not something that it's not something that I can change. Listen. If you are here and you have been in the law for some time, two years, one year, three years, four years, and you are still living a worldly life, perhaps you are not born again. 
When I make the altar call today, please come to the front. Yes. 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 Perhaps you are not born again. If you are truly born again, the Spirit of God will give you a knowing. You will know it. And it will affect the way you live. It will affect the way you speak. It will affect what you do with your body. It will affect what you do with your mind. It will affect what you do with your eyes. It will affect the type of music that you listen to. The type of movies that you watch. It will affect you. It will affect you. It will affect you. It will affect you. The music. It will affect you. Hallelujah. For the spirit bears witness with our spirit. Who is a witness? Who is a witness? A witness is somebody eh, who says, I have seen something, I have heard something, I know something, and I am saying it. Yeah. If you want to win your case in court, you must have a witness. Yeah. Whether a true witness or a false witness. Some people have witnesses who are true witnesses. Some people have witnesses who are false witnesses. Like Jesus. And when they brought him before um, the high priest, they brought false witnesses to witness against him. Yes. They brought false witnesses. They brought people to come and say things that they, they say they have heard him say or they have seen him done. How many of you understand who are witnesses? So in court, alright, if you bought a land, if you bought a land, and you pay the money to the landlord in the presence of other people, they sign the document, the landlord signed the document, the indenture, and these people also sign that yes, we were here when Mr. Susanso paid money for these two plus of land. And we are writing our names and we are signing and we are putting this down, this date down that we were here. Now, those people become your witnesses. One day, if that man says he didn't sell the land to you, you take him to court and you bring these witnesses. And they tell the judge, what he's saying is true. We were there. He paid 5,000 Ghana cities for one plot. So he paid 10,000. He paid, and this is my name. I was there. I was sitting there. I wrote my name and I signed. Do you understand? Eh? And then the judge will ask the landlord, is it not the case? He said, my lord, it is the case. So why are you not saying that the land doesn't belong to him? My lord, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what happened to me. You see, because of your witnesses, you are winning the case. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is in your heart. And it's telling you, you are a child of God. You cannot steal because you are a child of God. You cannot be sleeping around because you are a child of God. You must read your Bible because you are a child of God. 
You must pray because we are a child of God. You must do something in the heart of God because we are a child of God. You must walk in holiness because we are a child of God. When you take a, a pornographic film and then you slap him and you are watching, alright, you hear the voice say, no, 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 no. No, no. You cannot watch this particular film because you are a child of God. The spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the children of God. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. So, if you don't have that conviction, if you don't have that conviction, probably you are not born again. You are not. They used to arrest Russian Christians when Russia was a communist country. Russia was a communist country for about 70 years. And during that time, they did not allow Christianity. And so Christians hate to serve their God. And it was a crime. And they will run them up and send them to Siberia where the temperatures are very, very low. Cold. Minus 50. Minus 40. Minus 30. And then they will let them stand in the cold. The Christians. And they will say, say that I don't believe in Jesus Christ. Say that there is no God. Say that I am mad to believe that there is God. And they will say, no, no. I'm a child of God. There is God. I believe in God. And they will stand there until they froze to death. Now, what made them do that? The witness of the Spirit in their hearts that brought them conviction that truly you are a child of God. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of honor. Hallelujah. The next thing that you must know about the Holy Spirit is that a believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. A believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. A believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 
missing it. Know you know that you are the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Verse 17. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. The NIV says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are the temple. Hallelujah. 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 Come with me to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God and ye are not your own hello lift up your right hand say my body my body my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit say the Holy Spirit lives in my body. The Holy Spirit lives in my body. So the place, the place where the Holy Spirit lives is my body. The Holy Spirit is in my body. He stays there. He lives there. He drives there. The Holy Spirit is living in my body. Touch your body and say, in my body, in my body, inside me, lives the Holy Spirit. Listen, explain it to your brother or your sister. Explain. Explain where the Holy Spirit lives. Explain to your brother or sister. Listen. Listen, do you understand what you have just said? Holy Spirit, God lives in you. God lives in your body. God lives in your body. out of this building eh? when we go out the spirit of God has gone with us he lives in us in us in us the believers can you imagine that can you imagine the God that created the heavens and the earth the Holy Spirit that the Bible says he moved on the face of the darkness 
and brought order during the creation of the world lives in you. The Holy Spirit eh, who helped Jesus, anointed Jesus to preach, to teach, to work miracles, to cause the blind to see, the deaf speak, eh, the lame to walk. The Holy Spirit who by his supernatural power used Jesus to raise up the dead and raise Jesus himself up from the dead. That Holy Spirit lives in you today. If you are a believer. If you are a believer. If you are not a believer, you are not part of it. Because the first thing we learned is that uh, only believers can receive the Holy Spirit. But if you are a believer, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Hallelujah. Listen, think about it. You have understood what we have just said. That God lives in you. God lives in you. That is why you are not an ordinary person. That is why you are called a child of God. Because God doesn't live in every human being who is walking around. Every human being who is walking around at a uh, how do you call it? Uh, uh, Kaneshi Trotro Station. Osu High Street. Not every human being who is at your workplace, at your school, is a child of God. You must understand what God has done for you, brother. Sister, you must understand what God has done for you. He has come to live in you. You don't understand it. You don't. It is like saying that President Akufuado now lives in your house. Not not even in your house, in your personal room. In your personal room. Aha. So now what does it mean? It means you belong to him. How many of you understand that? You belong to God. Let up the right hand. Say, I belong to God. I don't belong to myself any longer. And that is what Paul said. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. What know you know that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. How many of you are children of God? Can I see your hand? You are not your own. You are not your own. What does it mean you are not your own? It means that your own body doesn't belong to you anymore. That is why you cannot use your body anyhow. Now before you became a child of God, you could use your body to do anything that you wanted. But look at verse 20 of 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 20. For ye are bought with a price. Hallelujah. Jesus has bought you for a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Your body does not belong to you anymore. Lift up your right hand. Say, my body does not belong to me anymore. Say it again. For the last time, say carefully. That is why you cannot use your body to do anything at all that you want. 
Yes. 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 That is why God says, all right, that we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And we shall receive. Eh? We shall receive what? We shall receive our judgment and it shall be given to every man according to that which he has done in his body. Whether good or evil. Sister, sister, I listen to me. Eh? The Holy Spirit lives in you. You cannot just give your body to anybody at all. Have me. Sleep with me. Sleep with me. Those days are gone. They 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 are gone. That is why the Bible says that if you defile, defy, stain, poison, spoil, contaminate, corrupt, corrupt your body, eh? God says, I will destroy you. Yes. If any man defy the temple of God, Eh? Give me the NIV. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. God will destroy him. If you destroy your body, God will destroy you. Now listen. Why is it that a Christian must not drink? Listen to me. Because alcohol destroys your body. Alcohol destroys your body. True or false? How many of you agree? It destroys your liver. It destroys your liver. You get chronic liver disease which kills you. It destroys you. Why is it that God says do not fornicate. In other words, do not have sex before you get married. Why? Because that type of sex exposes you to a lot of diseases that destroys you. How many of you have seen an HIV patient before? How many of you? Somebody, can I see your hand? How many of you? Big person, a big man, a big woman, fat. Okay? And when the person gets HIV, the person becomes like a skeleton. You see, the body is being destroyed through a sexual act. The reason why God is saying, don't do any of these things, is because they end up destroying your body, which is his temple. Which is his temple? You are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit is in you. So you have taken your iPhone or your iPad or your tablet 
and then you are watching pornography like that. The Holy Spirit is in you. Oh. Yes. You see, you have not understood it. You have not understood it. Your body, your body, inside you. We are talking about things that every Christian must know. One of the things is that a Christian must know that eh, the Holy Spirit, his body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. How many of you didn't know that? You knew that only today. Lift up your hand. Can I see your hand? Yes. The Holy Spirit. Huh? So, sister, if you are not married, you cannot enter that guy's room and take off your sketch, take off your brazier, take off your take off your underpanty, and say, "Come and sleep with me." Why? Why? the Holy Spirit is living in you. Your body is his temple. Your body is his house. Even President Akufado, who is not God, who is a man like all of us, if he came to live in your room, how many of you agree that you behave in a certain way? How many of you? Let me see your hand. Eh? How many of you? You know why you don't clean your room? You clean your room nicely. No, your room is like a, it's like a rubbish dam. You put everything in order. Everything in order. Do you understand it? You arrange everything. Eh? Do you understand it? Yeah? You, know, you, don't, you don't like bathing often, but you, you bath. of him, you watch pornography. Because you don't want him to think about you that ah, I mean that's the type of person that you are. You don't bring a potential to the room and sit down there and drink. How many of you agree with me? If you agree with me, lift up your hand. Yes. That is the president of Ghana, a human being. What about God? What about God? What about God? Who is living in you? And you are removing your underpanty. Perhaps last night. Perhaps last night. Perhaps last night. Careful. Careful. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. You are my child. You don't believe. my blood. Careful. I live in you. My spirit is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are understanding the Holy Spirit? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I want you to begin to pray and to thank God that he has come to live in you. 
by his spirit. By his spirit. Lift up your hands, everybody. Pray and thank the Lord that he has come to live in you by his spirit. He has come to live in you by his spirit. Oh yes, what a blessing. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you for coming to live in me. Thank you for coming to live in me. Thank you for coming to live in me. Making me your child. And now I want you to pray and thank and say to the Lord, please forgive me for all the things that I've been doing with my body. I repent. Cleanse me with your blood. Forgive me, Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Ask God to forgive you. That now that you have received understanding of who you are and, and who you are to God and who you are to the Holy Spirit. Alright? And as you remember all the evil, all the evil that you have been doing for your body, you want to say, Lord, please have mercy upon me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Lift up your hands, everybody. I want to see your hands up. I want to hear you praying to God. Praying to God. Asking for forgiveness. Repenting before God. Repenting before the one who knows about you. Who knows about me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Forgive me for the evil that I've been doing, Lord, with my body. Lord, you have shown me by your word that you live in me by your spirit. Lord, forgive me for my adultery. Forgive me for my, my, my lies. Forgive me for my fornication. Forgive me for my drunkenness. Forgive me my, for my dishonesty. Forgive me, my God, for watching pornography. Oh, God, forgive me for all the evil, all the evil, Lord. Oh, Lord, I cannot escape. You know about me. You know about me. You know about me. Lift up your hands and pray. We are praying. I want everybody to pray. I want everybody to pray. In the name of Jesus. Come and me. My life, Yahoo, come and be everything I, I know. Search me full and true till my heart becomes a home.
understood that the Holy Spirit is living in you. Yes. Listen. God loves you. Can you imagine that you and I no just think about it. Just think about it. That how your life has been and how my life has been. And then God has come to live in us. Today he said let's respect him. Let's honor him. Is it what the scripture means by being holy. It means it means you are special. When we say something is holy, it is special. It is set apart. It is consecrated. It is, it is set apart for special use. So if you are a lady and you are born again, from the day that you became born again, you are set apart for special use. Until God gives you a husband who will love you. Before that time, the days of just moving around are over. Your body is a temple of God. Hallelujah. Brothers, are you here and go home? Lift up your hand and thank God one more time for coming to live in your heart. Yes. for coming to save us. That while we are yet sinners, Christ Jesus came to die for us. And thank you Lord for filling us with your spirit. Thank you for revealing your truth unto us Lord. Let us always remember that you are in our hearts. And cause us Lord Jesus to live for you. Let us walk in righteousness and in holiness. Let us honor you for our bodies. 
Let us not use our bodies for evil and for sin any longer. We repent and cause us, O oh God, to please you for our bodies. We thank you in Jesus' name. Anything that takes over our strength, that has overpowered us, any weakness, any evil, any stronghold, any bondage, Father, we ask, help us to overcome it. Holy Spirit, strengthen us. In our inner man, strengthen us and empower us to overcome the weaknesses of our lives. We thank you. We want to please you. Lord, we love you. Lift up your hands and tell the Lord that you love him. Come on, lift up your hands and tell the Lord that you love him. Tell the Lord, I love you. I'm living my life for you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Tell him, thank you for saving me. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now close your eyes. This morning, I showed you the word of God that if you are an unbeliever, you have not given your life to Christ, you cannot receive the Spirit of God. And if the Spirit of God is not in you, you are not a child of God. But there is good news for you this morning. God is willing to save you. God is willing to come into your heart. Yes, you. You may not even think that God can save you. You think that your life is so bad. Let me tell you something. Jesus said, Luke 5.32, He said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners unto repentance. Jesus did not come to call good people. He came to call bad people. People who are deep-seated in sin. And today I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to wash you with his blood. He wants to give you eternal life, eternal salvation. Hallelujah. He wants to change your life completely and make you a better person. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed down, wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you, can we all stand please? Can everybody stand? Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Wherever you are, if you want me to pray for you so that you give your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, lift up your right hand and I'll pray for you. God bless you. Lift it up. Lift it up. God bless you. Lift it up. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I want the Spirit of God to come and live in me. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters who have lifted up their hand. If you want to join them, lift up your hand. Thank you for the blessing of salvation and of eternal life. Now I can see all those of you who have lifted up your hands. I want you to do one, one more thing. Those of you who have lifted up your hands, take your Bible or your bag, leave your seat and come to me here. Come to me right here to the front. Come. I want to pray for you here. Come. Yes, clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Yes, come. Come. Come from everywhere. Come from everywhere. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Oh, keep on encouraging them. Now, those of you here, today is a special day in your life. Jesus loves you so much. He's going to save your life and the Spirit of God that I was talking about is going to come and live in you. 
You're going to be a child of God. Lift up your two hands and close your eyes. Pray this prayer of me. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe with my heart that you are Lord. I confess you as my Savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. Please wash me in your blood and make me whole. From today, dear Jesus, say from today, dear Jesus, by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Opus is a college main game. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.